Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 177 of The Informed Catholic. And so today, this article um, is going to be about Freemasons. It's from Church Militant. It's from October 15th, 2020. The article is by Jules Gomes of Vatican Freemason at G20 Interfaith. So before we begin, please subscribe and share to the podcast. It would be a great help. It would let Anchor and Spotify and all the other platforms know that you like this podcast. So let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Augustine and St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Vatican Freemason at G20 Interfaith Forum. Rome panders to Saudi Arabia as UN rejects human rights abuser. Vatican City, Church Militant, a leading Vatican Freemason from the Pontifical Council of Interreligious Dialogue, Picket, PCID, is one of the speakers representing the Holy See at the G20 Saudi Arabia Interfaith Forum, October 13th to 16th. Here's a photograph here with Cardinal Miguel Angel, Angel and um, uh, and a, and the uh, Saudi, I guess, a Saudi representative. Uh, I'm sorry, Father Miguel Angel Ayoso Cus, uh, Cusset, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Father Miguel Hendrik Winninger, who was outed as a Freemason when celebrating Mass at 2014 consecration of the new lodge of Mark Master Mason number 1954 in Austria. There's an article about him. Spoke Tuesday on slavery and human rights trafficking. And, you know, human trafficking. I might have done, I'm not too sure, I might have done an article about this last year. Winnegar is accompanied by Islamic expert and uh, picket presidential, uh, president, president, Cardinal Miguel Angel Ayoso Cusset and Bologna's uh, Cardinal Matteo Zuppi, the latter of whom is confident is a confident of Pope Francis and a close ally of Italian Muslims. Despite uh, despite all this, there have been eleven popes over two hundred years condemning Freemasonry, and, and the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, the CDF, re- reiterating reiterating that membership in the Masonic lodges to this day remains forbidden. But Father Winnegar continues to occupy a position in the Roman Curia and advocates for Freemasonry. All right. Eleven popes, eleven popes for 200 years have condemned Freemasonry. Here's something for you. If you are a baptized Catholic and become a, me- uh, a member of the, of the Freemasons, you are excommunicated. 
you cannot receive the sacraments, and you will not get a, a, a Catholic burial. Freemasonry is not just a club. It's an ideology and a religion, a cult. It's a cult. And it basically goes against the gospel. It goes against Jesus Christ. You will find different religious organizations. You will find different people affiliated with religions. You might even find Jews. You might find Muslims. You might find Hindus. You might find people who are Buddhists. You might even find atheists. And you'll find Protestants. And you will find fellow Catholics. You will find Anglicans, Baptists, Methodists, you name it. You will find them. You might even find Orthodox Christians. All right? You might find black, white, and Asian. It doesn't matter. A Freemason, Freemasonry goes against Christianity, goes against Christ. So, and they are they are the mortal enemy of the Catholic Church. Okay? To be a member of it, supposedly, and this has been told by several eyewitnesses, who, people who were members of Freemasons, they will ask you to strip down, practically almost naked, down to your underwear. And they will tie a, uh, they will blindfold you. They will tie a noose around your neck. They will tie your arms, your wrists possibly. They will make you go through a ceremony. They also ask you to remove a crucifix. Any religious symbol that they will find an impediment, even your wedding band, any sacramental on you that's sacred, they will ask you to remove it. And they will ask you to take a, um, an oath on your mortal soul, okay, when you become a member. So it is a cult. The fact that they will go to this level is cultic and satanic. They refer to their lodges as sometimes as temples. There's several degrees of membership. Each degree to a certain degree, it becomes rather vague. You don't know who they are. It, you know, there, there's a higher degree. It goes from the lowest local lodges, where they're often just members who could be school teachers, plumbers, maybe police officers, uh, you know, run of the Joe people. And these guys put money into it, and it goes into higher lodges higher membership to finally it goes to a point where you don't know who the, the rest are till they're finally bankers and politicians and lawyers, you know, high ranking people who hold occupy very high positions with, with more income. But technically, you know, the Shriners, you see the Shriners hospital, those are members of the Freemasons. They look harmless. They're meant to look harmless. All right. They're meant to be the Knights of Columbus, the uh, Catholic, fraternity was created to combat the Freemasons to stop Catholics from joining the Freemasons. All right. Um, so Father Winnegar is, is a member of the Freemasons and advocates for the Freemasons. The faithful who enroll in Messianic associations are in a state of grave sin. I just made a mention. And may not receive Holy Communion. This is from the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith. It's uh, the it, rule. They ruled again. They they re they reiterated it. They reaffirmed it back in 1983. 
Okay? Father Winnegar goes against that. He's a priest, a Catholic priest, with consecrated hands, who handles the body and blood of Christ, and he chooses to be a member of the Freemasons. Okay? Think about that. He is tech <coughs> excuse me. He is technically in a state of grave sin. And he's defying this. All right. Sorry about the cough. The interfaith forum is being viewed as a public relations strategy by the Saudi Arabian prince under uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who has tried to put an international shine on his de despotic reign. He's a, he's a monster. I heard he killed that Saudi reporter. Critics are slamming the Vatican's endorsing the regime despite its notable human rights violations and radical departure from ideals proposed by Pope Francis in his latest encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, uh, Brotherhood of All. As usual, Pope Francis is more of a politician. Observers have also pointed to the unmistakable, uh, unmistakable coincidence of the interfaith forum occurring in the light of Saudi Arabia's bid for a seat on the UN Human Rights Council. Yeah, it is ironic. On Tuesday, Saudi Arabia failed to secure one of the three-year seat, uh, seats in the UN Human Rights Council, obtaining just 90 votes from 180 members, uh, member body. Speaking to church militant, renowned Islamic scholar Robert Spencer called the Vatican's participation in the Interfaith Forum a travesty. While Saudi Arabia has taken steps toward the reform, there still exists no church of any other than uh, other than non-Muslim uh, other other non-Muslim houses of worship in Saudi Arabia, because the Saudi government is bent on implementing Muhammad's command that only Islam should exist on the Arabian Peninsula, commented Spencer, author of 21 books on Islam and the Middle East. All right. They, those found with Bibles, crucifixes, or other Christian materials still risk arrest, and if, they, if they're foreigners, de, uh, they're, they're deported. Women are rec oh, were recently given the right to drive, but that only un underscored how severely Saudi, Saudi society oppresses women, Spencer underscored. Saudi Arabia was the only country up for membership that failed to get elected, leading Bruno Stigano's Deputy Executive Director of Human Rights Watch, HRW, to applaud the stunning rebuke to Saudi Arabia under Mohammed bin Salman. It was, only, it was the only country not elected shunned by a majority of the UN. The kingdom um, reaped what it deserves for its serious violations of human rights and war crimes abroad, Stegano observed. Ironically, while Saudi Arabia hosts an international interfaith forum endorsed by Pope Francis, with few exceptions, Saudi Arabia does, does not tolerate public worship by adherents of religions other than Islam. The HRW 2020 World Report states, the Islamic theocracy systematically discriminates even against Muslim religious minorities, while government-affiliated religious authorities continue to disparage Shia, Shia, uh, uh, Shiite and Sufi interpretations 
versions and understandings of Islam in public statements, documents, and school textbooks, HRW reports. Death penalty immigration. The country is notorious for its use of the death penalty. HRW notes, on April 23, 2019, it carried out a mass execution of 37 men, including including 33 from the country's minority Shi'i community who have been convicted following unfair trials. Hmm, unfair trials, so that to keep them in fear from uh, from uh, trying to overthrow, uh, mostly to keep the, the entire population in fear, mainly probably for fellow Sunnis. That's that's usually the case here. You know, you... Uh, you in, you breed fear even um, uh, among your own uh, fellow uh, Sunnis by um, you know beheading uh, by persecuting minorities. That's usually the case. When um, Saddam Hussein claimed, try to pretend he had weapons of mass destruction, uh, he figured that the U.S. government's intelligence knew he didn't have it. George W. Bush. Uh, in the film, they had the betraying a dram- dramatization in W. Why did he pretend he had it then? And it wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't pretending, uh, in front of the the you know, the American intelligence. He figured the American intelligence knew he didn't have it. He was using it, um, uh, pretending he had weapons of mass destruction. This is Saddam Hussein to put fear among his own people. So this this is this is one of those uh, examples. Beheading minorities so you can put a uh, you know the strike fear among your own people who could try to overthrow you, you know, especially among the royal family. All right. Uh Saudi Arabia's in, uh, interior minister reported that the country executed 179 persons between January and mid-November of 2019. Wow. Mostly for murder and drug crimes, executions are by firing squad, beheading, and even crucifixion, sometimes in public. Wow. You hear that, people? They they still crucify in Saudi Arabia. Pope Francis has sternly opposed the death penalty in his latest encyclical for for Tali uh, Tutti, but has remained silent on the practice in Islamic countries and continues to ally himself with Islamic proponents of the death penalty, like Saudi Arabia and the Grand Imam of Al-Hazir, Ahmed Al-Tayyib, church militant reported. In stark opposition, opposition to Pope Francis' call for the welcome and human treatment of migrants in Fratelli Tutti, Saudi Arabia is known for its systematic oppression of migrant workers. Further, the theocracy is not a signatory to the 1951 Refugee Convention and does not have an asylum system to protect people fearing persecution. Call to unity. Call to unity. At the forum, Cardinal Ayaso flagged the pontiff's encyclical calling for unity, solidarity, and fraternity. French Revolution, Freemason terms. 
for bettering our common home, as Pope Francis is continually reminding us all. It is necessary to answer Pope Francis' call to reaffirm that we are members of the one human family, he added. Father Winnegar remarked, in the International Conference on the 21st Century, slavery stated that human trafficking constitutes a shocking offense against human dignity and a grave violation of fundamental human rights, particularly the sexual exploitation of women and children. Injustice, exploitation, and abuse are often deeply inst institutionalized and due to financial profit. There is a need for faith leaders to challenge these social injustices, particularly as they constitute a fundamental issue of human rights. Participants of the conference include Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew, Orthodox Metropolitan of uh, uh, Metropolitan Emmanuel Admacus of France, Coptic Bishop uh, Anba Marco, Anglican. Uh, Richard Susworth and representing the Archbishop of Canterbury and Sister Sharon Umbach from the Mormons. From the Mormons? Huh! Prominent Hindu, Buddhist, and Jewish leaders are also participants. Oh, boy. All right. Let's look at the, his, the Catholics and Freemasons. This is Freemasonry, Catholic, deadly foe. The, uh, this is for a commentary. This is by Brad Eli, and it's from 20, uh, February 23rd, 2017. It remains the most condemned belief system in the church history. Okay. Pa past popes knew well that Freemasonry is Satan's chosen instrument for attacking the Catholic Church. And to this day, it remains the most condemned belief system in church history. Pope Leo XIII wrote, an encyclical on Freemasonry in 1890 titled um, Del Alto del Apostolo Segio, Condemning Messianic Sects. And here's a quote. They are already judged. Their ends, their means, their doctrines, and their actions are all known with indisputable certainty, possessed by the spirit of Satan whose instruments they are. They burn like him with a deadly, implicable uh, uh, hatred of Jesus Christ and of his work, and they endeavor by every means to overthrow and fetter it. The concerned pontiff spoke of previous papal condemnations of the secret society which cloaks itself in charitable garb. Many times have we sounded the alarm to give warning of the danger, but we do not therefore think that we have done enough. In face of the continued and, uh, continued and fiercer assaults they are made, that they are made, we hear the voice of duty calling upon us more powerfully than before to speak to you again, meaning the, the fellow Catholics. In his encyclical, the Venerable Holy Father touches on some of the perverted goals that this seemingly in, uh, altruistic society, 
Okay, so in this encyclical, the Venerable Holy Father touches on some of the perverted, I'm sorry, some of the perverted goals of the seemingly altruistic society. One, replacing religious schools with state-run atheistic institutions that they've done in America. The public school system has outed, in many parts of the world, has outed religion. Two, using law to separate civil society from clerical influence that has happened here in the United States. Uh, notice that the um, there was a, a judge, one who was placed on the Supreme Court judge, who was a uh, a member of the KKK, and he also created the law of separation church and state. What well, that is, he took the term separation church and state by uh, preventing religious ministers from promoting political leaders. That has been the case, unfortunately, here in the United States. And uh, that's what's happened. Okay. Third, suppressing religious cooperations. You could say in some cases that has happened. Uh, three, regulating all church property. In some countries that has happened. Okay. Uh, and then another one, excluding Catholic influence from public administration, academia, pious works, and hospitals. I would say they try to do that here. Look with the uh, the Affordable Care Act, what it tried to do with the, uh, the Little Sisters of the Poor, try to enforce them to accept uh, a, a, a mandate that violated their religious beliefs. All right? What about... Um, the persecution of uh, Christians, like the the Christian baker who didn't want to bake a cake for a gay couple, what about that, huh? What about now? What's happening now with uh, what's happening in de in some democratic run cities where they shut down the churches? What about the Cuomo limiting how many people can go into a synagogue? About ten, he's harassing the Jewish community. You can see the influence; it's it's there. It's there. It doesn't. Ha you don't have to see Freemasons, but the influence of Freemasons is there in their their approach. Their ideology is very much closely linked with Marxist ideology. All right. Um, okay, that's excluding Catholic influence from public administration, academia, pious works, and hospitals. The Masons laid out even more insidious plans to directly attack the church in their documents alta vendita we'll look we'll look in that it's been called a messianic blueprint for destroying the catholic church by plotting to capture the papacy their plans fell into the hands of pope gregory the 16th and were subsequently published under the authority of both pope pius the 9th and leo the 13th Okay, let's continue. The manifesto declares our final end is that of Voltaire and the f end of the French Revolution. The destruction forever of, of Catholicism and even of the Christian idea, which, if left standing on the ruins of Rome, will be the resurrection of Christianity later on. The document calls for corrupting uh the young clergy and religious with Freemasonry, secular humanist doctrines that happened, that has happened in the communist movement, the, the, the communist Marxist movement. It's one and the same thing.
All right. Uh, the clergy, okay, the clergy would then go on to make revolutionary changes in the church that has happened and select ill-formed leaders who, who, would be, who would perpetuate these worldly eras. That has happened. Look how many priests. Look at, look at Dr. Uh, I mean, look at Father James Martin. Look at some of the these 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 cardinals. Look at Pope Francis. Look at them. Look at all of them. Look how many of them have joined the revolution. Look how look what look at this student revolts in Europe. Look at this 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 Freemason here. This uh, Father Winnegar who is who joins the Freemasons. Look at it. Look at the whole thing. It's obvious it has happened. Everybody complains about the problems in the church. Look at the the uh, the recent incident in in uh, Louisiana um, with this priest and and uh, and the two prostitutes on the altar. Look at all of it. It all happened. They've invaded the church. They've corrupted it. Look at the Jesuits. All right, look at uh, someone like Joe Biden. Look at someone like Nancy Pelosi. Look at Governor Cuomo. Look at the Kennedys. Look at John Kerry. How many of them? Look, look at them. Look at all these cardinals, their behavior. All right, we'll perpetuate these worldly er eras. Modern Freemasonry is thought to have originated in the Grand Lodge of London in 1717. I, I, I really believe it was earlier than that. Pope Clement XII in 1738 was the first Roman pontiff to condemn Freemasonry with his, with his papal bull in amenity. Subsequent popes did likewise, namely Benedict the, um, the 14th, Pius the sixth, Leo the twelfth, Pius the seventh, Pius the eighth, Gregory the sixteenth, Pius the ninth, and Leo the thirteenth. The most recent statement against Freemasonry came from then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Benedict the sixteenth, as prefect for the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, following the promulgation of the current Code of Canon Law. Cardinal Ratzinger in 1983, affirmed that it was still a mortal sin for Catholics to become Masons. The faithful who enroll in Messianic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion, he declared. Pope Leo XIII, in his encyclical Providencmos Dios, describes the rationalists of the Enlightenment like Voltaire, as spawn of Martin Luther's Protestant revolt, describing the enemy as those who espouse private judgment of Scripture, Leo XIII calls Catholics to battle rationalists, true children and inheritors of the older her um, rationalists who are true children and inheritors of the older heretics who, trusting in their turn, to their own way of thinking, have rejected even the scraps and remnants of Christian belief. They deny that there is any such thing as revelation or inspiration of the Holy Scriptures at all.
Pope Pius XII gives Freemasons credit for begetting rationalist communists and secular humanists in his 1958 address to the, to the seventh-week pastoral adaptation conference in Italy. Pius XII related, the roots of modern apostasy lay in scientific atheism, dialectical materialism, rationalism, illuminism, uh, and, and Freemasonry, which is the mother of them all. The attacks on the churches, churches by communism alone are marred by Dr. Alice Van Hildebrand, told church militant how one communist, Belladad, helped over a thousand communist sympathizers to become ordained priests. Their mission was to subvert the church from within. One such messianic French priest who subsequently had a change of heart, revealed his marching orders, stipulating how he was to adv uh, adversely influence the church. The plan was to encourage fellow Catholics to do the following. Remove all statues of St. Michael. Remove abstinence from, abstinence from meat on Fridays and fasting in general. Ban the traditional Latin Mass. Encourage women not to cover their heads. Prevent kneeling for Holy Communion. Promote reception of Holy Communion in the hand. Promote women lectors and women priests. That's All this has happened. Eliminate sacred music. Use of the organ and uh, reverential, reverential silence. Reverent silence. Remove relics from the altar. Remove statues from the churches. Remove private devotions like novenas, litanies. Be tolerant of homosexuality in the priesthood. Promote the use of extraordinary ministers of the Eucharist. Well, all that has happened. Looks like they succeeded. Pope Leo XIII urged Catholics to ardently resist the malfacted attacks of Freemasonry. The saintly Pope warned to shrink from seeing the gravity of this will be a fatal error. He admonished Catholics to fight the evil of this cult with all their right. No means must be neglected that they are in your power on all sources of speech, every ex expedient in action, all the immense treasures of help and grace which the church places in your hands must be made use for the formation of the clergy learned and full of the spirit of Jesus Christ for the Christian education of youth for the for the, uh, the the battle against the evil doctrines for the defense of catholic truth and for the maintenance of the christian church, uh, christian character and spirit of family life oh wow so see there it's all there see it all happened all right, let's check something out here. There's a video, or I'll be, of course, giving you the audio. All right, the, the video, uh, the audio I wanted to play came from a long documentary. If you go on um, YouTube, you could actually see this. Church Militant has a documentary on the history of Freemasonry. And, you know, it would be uh, sort of like pointless to do that. But I will play this one from the first article. All right. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Vortex, where lies and falsehoods are trapped and exposed. I'm Michael Voris. It's a little hard to believe, actually, but faithful Catholics are growing more and more concerned that Pope Francis's Vatican is on some kind of tear to advance globalism. And there's not only a lot of evidence to support the notion, there is at the same time not a lot of evidence to dispute the idea. Globalism is, in short, a governing system whereby individual nations cede or hand over some or all of their national sovereignty to a kind of collective government. So, by definition, globalism and nationalism are pretty much in opposition to each other. And faithful Catholics should not let their eyes glaze over on this, but remain, at least for the time being, up at the 60,000-foot level looking at it. This whole issue is being played out right now in U.S. politics, among the Democrats. And so, naturally, the U.S. bishops have gotten involved in all of this as well. Here is the extremely critical, gigantic point to bear in mind. Globalism would usher in one supranational governing authority that would have complete control, as though every current nation were just a little single state in a worldwide nation. If any Catholic, Orthodox, or even dissenting can't see the immediate theological, political, and cultural problems with that, then they must have no pulse, brain, or both. The globalists have been running wild for the past few decades, extolling what they say are the advantages of globalism. Indeed, the very concept of the European Union is a regionalized stab at globalism, despite its difficulties. Pope Francis and his globalist cheerleader crowd in Rome are posturing that the very foundational concept of individual nations is now little else than they're just nostalgic entities, which have become overrun by giant transnational corporations. And to carry that thought further, these corporations are all greedy, exploit the poor of the earth, poison the environment, and are able to get away with all of it because they get to hide behind and operate through the laws of individual nations. So for the Pope, there's only one solution to all of this. Abolish individual nations. Make one world government and rein in these greedy businesses with fines, penalties, and jail time if necessary. So, some problems. First, this is a little else than a high-minded sounding wealth redistribution program, a favorite dream of political liberals. Remember the encounter between Obama and Joe the Plumber on the 2008 campaign trail? I'm getting ready to buy a company that yeah. uh, makes 200, about 250, 270, 80,000 dollars a year. Right. Your new tax plan is going to tax me more, isn't it? Well, here's what's going to happen. The, uh, if you're a small business, which you would yes. first of all, you get a 50% tax credit, so you get a cut of taxes for your health care. And right now, everybody's so pinched. That business is bad for everybody, and and I think when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. Obama and liberals are all about taking the money of industrious hard workers and giving it to people who don't work hard or aren't as industrious, and they call that spreading the wealth. Of course, Obama, Hillary, and the 240,000 other Democrats currently running for president this year never include their own wealth in that equation. It's just your wealth that needs to be spread around. Second, the entire notion of such a one-world government is the ideal, it's the brass ring of Marxist communism. Even though Obama said spread the wealth, he was not the first guy with the idea, Karl Marx was. Third, 
the key question, exactly who would be the ruling class, the government, making the new laws to impose on the entire human race? And more to the point, what if the people wanted to throw off this one world government down the road? What mechanism for that would be in place? Fourth, what laws precisely would be imposed, say, for example, about maybe abortion or sodomite marriage or taxation and private property and so on? Fifth, when it comes to the specific area of religion, if there is one world governing body, then it stands to reason that there would have to be, eventually, one world religion or no world religion. Sixth, the Vatican city-state is its own national sovereignty. What would happen to it as it would be absorbed into the great universal governmental bureaucratic collective? Seventh, these liberal ideas are all the rage and have been in the West for decades, and political, theological, and social atheists have sought furiously to destroy Catholic-established Western civilization. But can anyone seriously think that the Chinese communists are going to just hand over their power to the people? The Chinese commies kill people who propose those ideas. A few days ago, in his bid to dress up the one world government, Pope Francis suggested that the very concept of nationalism had within itself echoes of Hitler. Those are fighting words. Their purpose is to reawaken Europeans, in Europeans, the fear of national socialism, that we should just run away from that as fast as our little liberal right-thinking feet can carry us. It's practically a scare tactic. So, the supranational question for the supranational proposal. Hitler and company of the Third Reich were all about world domination, that they were able to use an immoral appeal to the concept of nationalism as a springboard to world domination should be thought of here. The goal was world domination, period. So to make an appeal to the concept of nationalism as a kind of emotional blackmail to usher in what would be, in the end, world domination, is either massively uninformed or incredibly disingenuous. And for the record, it was American nationalism during World War II. All of our wealth and our resources and our industrial might that proved to be the decisive factor in crushing the Nazis and then the Japanese warlords. So, yeah, nationalism ain't so bad a thing after all, is it? Throughout history, nations have oftentimes worked as a kind of counterbalance to each other. Whether in warfare or trade or politics, whatever arena, the friction between individual national interests does oftentimes resort in overall good, even if people do tend to dwell on friction more than the good. Thoughts of the space race of the 1960s between the U.S. and the Soviet Union come to mind. But the discerning Catholics should keep this in mind. None of this is happening in a vacuum. It has invaded and seized control of an entire political party here in the U.S. Guess which one? Every major candidate for that party's upcoming, upcoming nomination has touted this concept either explicitly or in its foundational principles. To wit, open borders canceling all, yep, all, every single private health insurance plan, using U.S. tax dollars to pay for health care for illegal immigrants, using U.S. tax dollars to pay for education for illegal immigrants. And mind you, much of that's already in place as we speak. They just want to formalize it and nationalize it. 
Ignoring borders and border security isn't really about economics and helping the poor and the immigrants and the asylum seekers. It's really about destroying national sovereignty. Which is why Pope Francis keeps bashing the idea of any kind of wall or walls and slamming any political conservative American that he can find. However, something the Holy Father should stop and consider as he makes these ideological pronouncements from behind the safety of his own Vatican walls, a one-world government, once installed, would very likely have high on its list the pulling down of those same walls surrounding the city-state of the Vatican. Limousine liberals might have in mind some Marxist utopia, but the true author behind such a notion has only one goal in mind, the obliteration of the Catholic Church. God love you. I'm Michael Voris. <coughs> Sorry again. <clears throat> yeah, uh, what he said there is true. It's definitely true. It's definitely something to consider. And I think, first of all, what makes Pope Francis think that all these corporations are going to disappear? I mean, by getting rid of all uh, this idea of national states, the corporations, you got rid of borders and you got rid of national laws. And now they're just going to be running around. It's like, you know, putting them in the sandbox or taking the, the baby guard away, technically. They're going to be running around more, more, more powerful than before. They're not going to have anything to stop them. And this is something I think Pope Francis is very naive about. I think it seems to me that Pope Francis is running on a on an idea that seems to be uh, that has I think he's been hood, hoodwinked with. When you get rid of all these borders and you're giving these people free access without borders, these corporations are going to be more powerful than ever before. Because the same people who want to get rid of those borders are those same people in those corporations. All right. They have the, those are their interests there. The borders are just going to be removed. They're going to be more powerful and more rich before, and they're going to exploit people even more than before. I disagree with him on this one. All right, I have another one. This is from LifeSite News, and it's going to be about the architect of the Nova Soto Mass. So I'll be right back. All right, my mistake. Uh, now we're going to look into um, the priest, Father... Weiniger, who is uh, accused, who is a member of the Freemason, who's been outed. Vatican cleric claims Catholics can be Freemasons. Again, this is by Jules Gomes, Church Militant, February 19th, 2020. Messianic Grand Master hails pronouncements as breakthrough in reconciliation, really. Vienna. Eight popes over 200 years in a barrage of 20 legal... Um, uh, uh, documents have condemned Freemasonry, pronouncing automatic excommunication against any Catholic who becomes a member of a Messianic Lodge. All right, now a new book by an official of the Pontifical Council for Interreligious Dialogue is claiming that the practicing that a practicing Catholic can simultaneously be a Freemason, and that the penalty 
of excommunication may be certainly not be applied to Catholic Freemasons. Huh. Father Michael Henrik Weiniger, Weiniger launched his 500-page study, Lodge... Uh, okay, this is all in German, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Lodge and Altar on the Reconciliation of the Catholic Church and Regular Freemasonry. La uh, on a Wednesday in Vienna, accompanied by Austrian Lodge Grandmaster uh, Greg Simler on the uh, on the dice. I have no idea what that is. Simler, um, uh, Simler identifies as a committed Catholic, while Winnegar, ordained by Cardinal Christoph Schonburn, this is a this is a very uh, famous important cardinal, in 2011 was outed as a Freemason when celebrating Mass at the consecration of the new lodge of Mark Master Mason, 1954 in 2014. Wow. And there's like images here. Uh, a Masonic communicant informed its members that Brother Reverend Michael was installed and invested as chaplain in each of the three lodges, adding that Weniger was well qualified since he lives in the Vatican as member of the Pontifical Council for Interreligious Dialogue, but works in Rome. Winnegar says he has presented copies of his book to Pope Francis, to Schoenburn, and to high-ranking officials in the Roman Curia. Schoenburn responded with nothing but goodwill, he bragged. However, at at a presser, uh, press conference in 2013, Pope Francis lashed out at a lobby of Masons. While in 2015 vi uh, visit to Turin, the pontiff spoke of worse conditions for young people at the end of the 19th century when Freemasonry was in full swing. There were priest haters. There were also Satanists. In 2017, the pontiff compelled Cardinal Burke to purge Freemasons from the Knights of Malta. At the book launch, Winnegar narrated his experience of being repeatedly approached by Catholic Freemasons during his trips around the world. They described to me their troubles of conscience and mental problems, whether they were actually excommunicated because of their membership in the lodge. And I told them with a clear conscience that they weren't. He stressed claiming that around 2 million Catholics are Freemasons, really. Okay, the former diplomat now heading the Vatican di uh, Dialogue with Islam urges, we just read that in the other article, this is way earlier, argues that previous popes' condemnations of Freemasons must be understood as ultimately more politically than theologically motivated. One of his two... One of his, uh, one has to differentiate. I can't believe I messed up that word. Differentiate, okay, between the different types of Freemasons. Weniger contends he exonerates lodges under the umbrella of the Grand Lodge of England, which also includes Grand Lodge of Austria as regular Freemasons, who he says are neither political nor anti Catholic. Winnegar admits that Italian and French Masons were often politically or even military competitive, competitive against the church, but dismisses them as pseudo-Freemasons. This does not apply to all 
or at all to English-oriented and Freemasons, which is the template of the most lodges in the world. He explains, uh, noting that regular Freemasonry is politically reserved and keeps tolerance high and also encourages its members to certain spirituality that is absolutely compatible with Christianity, really. Far too long, Winnegar argues that the church did not uh, distinguish between these regular Freemasons and others with sometimes sectarian or anti-Catholic tendencies. Winnegar also claims the confusion over whether Catholic Freemasons are excommunicated stems from a contradiction between the 1983 Code of Canon Law, which he contends removed the condemnation of Freemasonry contained in 1970 Code and a damning 1983 declaration from the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. Though the CDF declaration is not binding under canon law, it does have certain theological weight. Winnegar admits that in 1983 declaration on the Masonic Association personally authorized by Pope John Paul II and then Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI, unambiguously declared the church's negative judgment in regard to Masonic association remains unchanged since their principles have always been considered irreconcilable with the doctrine of the church and therefore membership in them remains forbidden. The faithful who enroll in Masonic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy communion against Winnegar's uh, attempt to distinguish between regular and irregular Freemasons, the Declaration also made explicit that it is not within the comp competence of local ecclesiastical authorities to give judgment on the nature of Masonic associations, which would imply degradation from which has been uh, decided above. Winnegar also insists that the CDF condemnation of Freemasonry does not undo the dialogue between the late 1960s by then Archbishop of Vienna and President of the Secretariat of Nonbelievers, Colonel Franz Kung, who held talks with Aust Austrian Germans and Swiss Freemasons in the wake of the Second Vatican Council, 1962-1965. That dialogue culminated in the... Um, Lanschnu Declaration in 1970 and explains Winnegar, which affirmed that Masonry was not a threat for the Church and recommended that all Church sanctions against Masons be lifted. I don't trust this guy. However, canonist Edward F. Kendun in 2015 Doctrinal Distortions from the School of Canon Law I'm sorry, Doctrinal Dissertations from School of Canon Law of the Catholic University of America observes that the perceived uh, benign benignity of the Lodge is immaterial since it is the underlying philosophy of Freemasonry was uh, underlying philosophy of Masonry which renders me membership toxic to faith. Kandun expresses shock at the presumption of the author's of this declaration, which he points out did not address the central objection of the church through the centuries to Freemasonry, that it is 
that, that, that at, at its very nature promoted religious indifferentism and relativistic secondary understanding of membership in the church. All right. I think this guy is manipulating. Yes, this Father Banneker is manipulating and twisting words around. At the book launch, Austrian Grandmaster similarly reiterated that declaration point that Freemasonry is not a religion and has love of neighbor in common with the church. But according to Kundun, even the basic initiation rituals of Blue Lodge Masonry, common to every rite and country, involves at an at least tact renunciation of the efficacy of one's baptism through the assertion that one has been a long, uh, a long walking in darkness and now seeks the light only masonry can bring. This is a form of ritual uh, from Freemasonry. When you come in, you claim that you've been walking in darkness and now wants to walk in the light. It's, it's a cult. It's a cult practice. The higher degree of the Scottish Rite pre prevalent in American and British areas of supposedly benign masonry involves explicit denunciation of the Pope and Catholic Church. Condone reveals elaborating. Should the Mason apprentice continue as is expected to the rank of Master Mason, he will still further learn uh, learn and himself affirm that the Catholic Church is an agent of spiritual and temporal tyranny, which he should fight against and consider himself to be acting as God's agent in opposing. He will undergo another blindfold and half, and he's half naked. Remember, I mentioned that earlier in half naked ritual in which he will simulate his own death and resurrection. And he will be taught that it is masonry which will teach him to interpret sacred scripture instead of the church. I didn't, wow. This is really, um, that's that's really some some claim there. There is solid canonical argumentation for considering the messianic oath to constitute a grave offense, and then to then an explicit act of heresy. States condone in heresy by association the canonical prohibition of Freemasonry in history and in the current law. Similar is nonetheless hoping for an official gesture of reconciliation towards Freemasons on the part of the Vatican, which could include meeting between Grand Master and Pope Francis, or even between Grand Master and CDF Prefect. Father Winnegar's book is based on doctrinal dissertation, on the reconciliation of the Catholic Church and regular Freemasonry, completed at the Jesuit-run Pontifical Gregorian University in, in 2019. Church Militant produced a video and provided additional resources explaining why the church has consistently condemned Freemasonry more than any other era in its history and because it promotes indifferentism, naturalism, communism, and other dangerous philosophies. Oh boy. Okay. This, now I read this part to you. All right, let me just check something here. Okay, hold on. All right, that was a long document. I'm not going to read it. It's also too tiny and will probably uh, drive me crazy. But I, 
you know, I I honestly believe that what he what is, what's going on here with this priest is I I I don't understand why they won't con- excommunicate him. I mean, he's operating now, and this shows the problem with Francis's uh, pontificate. Um, it's hard to believe. I I I don't want to have anything to do with Freemasons. And I don't want the church to have anything to do with Freemasons. And I don't want to hear about fellow per, uh, parishioners involved in Freemasonry. This is wrong. It shouldn't. They shouldn't be in there. These guys have are involved with communists. They are they are responsible for the French Revolution. They're responsible for the death of many Catholics during the French Revolution. I don't want any involvement with them. And this Father Weniger should be removed from the priesthood. And this really is upsetting. All right? I mean, you know, the, the, the religious indifferentism, yes. And I see this religious indifferentism in Pope Francis' pontificate. I'm sorry to say that. It's really, it's really, it's really bad. All right, I'm going to go to the next one. The next one's going to be a little longer. Uh, it's going to be about uh, Annabelle Benini. Um, I'm probably going to have to do a separate episode on that one because it's a longer um, article. So uh, probably going to have to end it here and we'll be back in another episode, okay? God bless.